welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And uh, today we are listening to, well, I'm not going to quite call it our uh, Christmas uh, special yet. We don't really, we do sort of an unusual thing here for the holidays. People have all kinds of different tastes when it comes to audio. Uh, we have featured um, some classics in the past. Um, this week we are featuring a relatively new company called Lifehouse Theater. Um, they are have the roots in a troupe of uh, theatrical, stage theatrical performances out in uh, Redland, California, but um, they have uh, brought their work to both audio and video with Lifehouse Productions on the air. Um, and they've done um, really a lot of classics, um, predominantly so far, um, including what you're going to hear today, The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, in addition, they've done Fugitive Slaves Tales, the dramatization of Job, fairy tale type stuff, Tom Sawyer, Christmas Carol, and more. Um, so good stuff from them. Um, this version of the Count of Monte Cristo is washbuckling adventure, as you know. Um, it has been, uh, you heard it a couple of weeks ago, reviewed by Captain Radio. Um, it is strongly abridged in order to make it fit the time slot um, and, you know, uh, slightly sensationalized here and there. Uh, but overall, I think it's got a really fine cast, um, inflection values, um, and it's just a nice sort of family-friendly type tale for the, the holiday season here. Um, often on the show, we feature material that you may not want to share uh, with younger members of your family. And um, this, in this case, um, this is something that's a bit more appropriate for that. Um, so might be might be a nice treat for this time of year. Uh, we'll be featuring it in two parts, a little over 30 minutes um, each episode starting today and um, concluding next week. Um, before we get into that, though, we do have Captain Radio. Captain Radio, uh, who are we talking about today? Greetings, Audionauts. Captain Radio here with a review of Furuba Radio Drama's adaptation of Natsuki Takaya's fantasy series Fruits Basket, made possible by Rode Microphones. Passionate, unique audio transforms our world. You start with Rode. Visit RodeMic.com. That's R-O-D-E-M-I-C.com. Dogs and rats and cats. Oh my! Are you fond of fairy tales? Enchanted by handsome princes, lonely beasts, plotting witches, and brave young maidens. I know of one you've yet to hear, with all these charms and more, a tale of great transformations. After her beloved single mom, Kyoko, voiced by Kendra D, dies, aloof relatives foist high schooler Toru Honda, voiced by Heather MacDonald, onto her kindly but senile grandfather. When he decides to remodel, Toru seizes the opportunity to strike out on her own, big time, and sets up housekeeping in a wilderness tent as far from her reticent relatives as possible. Unexpectedly, she learns that suave, heartthrob classmate Yuki Soma, voiced by Evan Bremer, shares a large home nearby with motley, possibly lecherous, older kin Shigure, voiced affably by Jesse Frola. When Yuri walks her to school, Toru's only two friends, ex-gang member Mio, voiced with appropriate low-key menace by Anna Powers, and spooky-alleged psycho Arisa, voiced by Toria, fend off a bevy of jealous peers before suggesting that Toru keep Yuki at arm's length plus. I detect strange waves coming from that boy. Oh, here we go. Time for Hana's psychic wave report. Strange how? Just strange. I'm afraid I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> what is there to explain? The guy's a walking enigma. He never talks about himself at all. Not that I care, but saying he's strange isn't exactly a revelation. 
Later that evening, Yuki and Shiguri follow an exhausted Toru creeping home from her after-school janitor job. They reluctantly inform her she's technically squatting on their land just before they all abruptly escape a sudden mysterious landslide that buries Toru's tent. The two Somas, spotty housekeepers and lethal cooks, decide to take self-interested pity on Toru and invite her to become their platonic live-in chambermaid. No sooner is the deal struck, though, than wild orange mane Kyo, the unheralded third member of the household, literally drops in, spoiling to make trouble for that rat, Yuki. All of a sudden, someone dropped in through the roof. I didn't mean to fall on you. I'm so sorry. Are you hurt? We have got to do something about that idiot. This is bad, Shigure. This is really bad. <laughs> to this very day, the cat chases the rat and will until the end of time. Take a break to enjoy some definitely off-the-cuff anime-style fantasy with Furuba Radio Drama's Fruits Basket by visiting the episode's download page at their well-organized website, furubadrama.weebly.com. That's F-U-R-U-B-A drama dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Until next time, Audionauts, this is Captain Radio, signing off. All right, thank you, Captain Radio, CaptainRadio.com. And, of course, you can submit your show for our reviews at Radio Drama Revival. Hit up the submit link and go from there. Um, and, of course, while you're at the Radio Drama Revival website, uh, don't forget you can get your free 14-day Audible trial. Hit up the Audible trial link on the left column. Um, also, some um, links to Blackstone Audiobooks running their deals through um, RadioDramaRevival.com as well. Um, just to keep that in mind. And next is Count of Monte Cristo, part one of two. Enjoy. In this, the year of our Lord, 1815, in accordance with the laws of France and in the presence of these witnesses, I hereby acknowledge that Edmond Dantes and Mercedes Herrera... That naive fool has the letter from Napoleon in his pocket, Fernand. If only we had accused Edmond Dantes of treason. I did, Danglars. You notified the chief prosecutor? I never thought you had it in you. Sending an innocent man to prison... Do you really think Mercedes will marry you instead if Edmond is out of the way? What does it matter now? Edmond Dantes, do you take Mercedes Herrera to be your lawfully wedded wife? Where is Edmond Dantes? I I am he. Edmond Dantes, I hereby arrest you on the charge of high treason against His Majesty King Louis XVIII. What? Wait, let go! Edmond! I have done nothing wrong! Uh, Fernand, please! Please! This is Fernand Mondego, my good friend, and Monsieur Danglars. These honorable men will vouch for me. Silence! Please, wait! Fernand, tell this man there's been a mistake. Of course, Edmond. I will speak with the officer. Monsieur, if I may? This is the man you want. He is carrying a letter written by the traitor Napoleon himself. Do not be fooled. This man is extremely dangerous. I understand. There has been a misunderstanding. Do not be alarmed, Edmond. The chief prosecutor will clear up the mistake. He will be back in only a matter of hours. Take heart, Mercedes. I'll see you out the door, Edmond. No need to restrain him, gentlemen. He'll go quietly. Thank you, Fernand. You are truly my most loyal friend. Adieu, Mercedes. It is only a short delay. Au revoir, my dear Edmond. May God go with you. Thank you again, Fernand. 
Do not forget to search him, gentlemen. The letter is in what? his pocket. How do you know I'm carrying a letter? For none. No. Not you. What have you done? Danglar told me everything. He saw you get the letter. The, the letter is innocent. It, it was my captain's dying wish that I car carried for none. How dare you pretend to be... We were never friends, Edmond. But do not worry. Mercedes will be well looked at. Hold him tight, officers. I have committed no treason. I will... I will... You will what, Edmond? I will be avenged. <laughs> Better start praying. Where you are going, only God can avenge you. Inspired Imaginations Media presents Lifehouse Theater on the Air. The Count of Monte Cristo. France, in the year 1815, was in a state of political upheaval. The Emperor Napoleon had been deposed in favor of King Louis XVIII. Exiled to the island of Elba, Napoleon was unable to correspond with his supporters in France until he met a young sailor named Edmond Dantes. Edmond Dantes was a newly promoted captain with a charming fiancée. His future looked prosperous and happy, but little did he know his closest friends were plotting against him. Jealousy had darkened their hearts and compelled them to falsely accuse him of treason. Now, a naive promise made to his dying captain may cost Edmond his bright future as well as his freedom. The classic 19th century novel by Alexander Dumas comes to life as Lifehouse Theater on the Air presents The Count of Monte Cristo, Part 1. Edmond Dantes. Have a seat, Monsieur Dantes. My name is Gerard de Villefort. I'm the chief prosecutor of Marseille. The charges against you are extremely serious. Uh, I am completely innocent, Monsieur Villefort. Mm, we shall see. Where are you employed? I am a sailor aboard the merchant ship Ferion. Monsieur Morel, the ship's owner, recently made me captain. Your age? Nineteen. And what are your political opinions? Political opinions? I never had any political opinions. You were found with a letter. Is uh, this it? Yes. Are you aware of the contents of this letter? No, I can't read. How did you come by this letter? On my last voyage, my captain contracted brain fever. Knowing he would soon die, he entrusted me with a letter to be, to be delivered to Napoleon on the island of Elba. He, he made me swear, monsieur, to also carry any reply Napoleon made to whomever he asked. The last requests of a dying man are sacred to everyone. But with a sailor, the last requests of a superior are commands. Although I, I would have done everything he asked of me, even if he hadn't ordered me. Monsieur, I, I loved my captain, like a father. I believe you were telling the truth, Dantes. Yes, uh, you may be imprudent, but you were only following orders. Um, we received an anonymous note accusing you, Edmond. Did anyone else know of the letter you were carrying? Yes, Monsieur Danglars, the, the purser aboard my ship, saw me with the letter. He was also very angry when I was made captain in his place. I see. But, but, monsieur, Fernand Mondego accused me to my face. What reason would he have to accuse you if you are innocent? I suspect he covets my fiancée. Well, you were following your captain's orders, and we have intercepted the letter. 
No harm has been done. Then... I... I am free to go? <laughs> you are as innocent as you are naive, Dantes. You are free to go. Thank you, monsieur. Uh, just one more thing. Who were you to give the letter to? Uh, monsieur Noirtier. Whom did you say? Monsieur Noirtier. Do you know him? <sighs> Who else knows this? Danglar? Fernand Mondego? No. Napoleon told me in strictest confidence. Is something the matter? No. No, of course not. This letter. It is the only piece of evidence against you. I will uh, I'll burn it here in the fire. But you must never mention Monsieur Noirtier to anyone. Do I have your promise? Do I? Yes, if you think that would be wise. There. The letter is gone. You're free, Dantes. Please, uh, take my carriage home. I'll go and summon some officers to escort you. Where are we? This is the wrong address, officers. Ah! Where are you taking me? Stop! Monsieur Villefort said I could go home! Why won't you speak to me? Please! Tell me what is going on! No! No, I will not get into that boat until you explain! Wait! No need to point a pistol at me! Please! I am asking calmly and politely. I have orders not to talk to you. Get in the boat. Yes, officer. Please. I will be quiet. I will not resist you. Just tell me, where are you taking me? The Chateau d'If. What? No! Stop him! He's going to jump overboard! Hold him! Hold him, I said! Mark my words, I have no problem shooting traitorous dogs like you. I am innocent! I was set free! You will rot in the dungeon of the Chateau d'If until you're carried from it, as a corpse. No! I am innocent! Please! Find Chief Prosecutor Villefort. He will tell you. He set me free. This is a mistake. Tell Mercedes I am here. Tell her. Tell her I love her. God. Please. Rescue me from this pit. Guide the hearts of the men who have imprisoned me. Help them to realize the mistake they have made. Food. Please, don't go. I... I feel so alone here. Uh, uh, Villefort will tell them I am innocent. I just need to make the best of things for now. I, I probably won't have to wait long. A few days? A month? Father? Ah. Hello, Gerard. How thoughtful of you to visit. Father, I have just intercepted a letter from Napoleon to one of his agents. Do you know the name of the man the letter was addressed to? Well, I could always venture a guess. Monsieur Noirtier! Why? That's your name. At least it used to be before you changed it to Villefort. Father, your political exploits continue to put my career at risk. Did you read the letter for me, son? Or did you bring it with you? I burned the letter! The only man that knows your connection to it is in prison. Thank you, Gerard. <laughs> what a steadfast son you are, protecting your father. No! I am warning you. Stop these intrigues. I will not let the weight of your sins drown us both! God, why? Over a year? Longer? I don't even know. What have I done? Why have you allowed this to happen to me? No. If you have abandoned me, 
I will abandon you. I will get out of this prison, and I don't need your help to do it. Mercedes, I will see you again. I must. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Mercedes? I'm over here, Fernand. I just heard the news. Edmond was... Executed. Villefort told you too. What are you reading? The only hope I have left. Yes, God can bring you comfort, but remember you have friends too. Friends who worry about you. You are kind, Fernand. Seeing you reminds me of better days of Edmond. And Mercedes, <laughs> no, don't use that soggy handkerchief. Edmond has gone to heaven, but my shoulder will always be here to catch your every tear. Six years of this ghoul, or maybe he's dead. <laughs> you still alive in there? Food! Mm. I guess that's as good a response as any. Danglar. Fernand Mondego. I will kill you. No. I will make you suffer. You will suffer more greatly than anything I have endured. No forgiveness. No pity. Slowly. Painstakingly, I will tear your lives apart as you have torn mine. What is that? The floor! The floor is caving in! Oh God in heaven, what new despair is this? Who thinks of God and despair in the same sentence? A tunnel? You, you dug a tunnel into my cell? Well, I'm sorry for startling you. I. I thought I was digging toward the outer wall. I, I must have made a miscalculation. <laughs> well, God works in mysterious ways, and, and who might you be, son? My name is Edmond. Edmond Dantes. Who, who are you? I am the Abbe Faria. I've been imprisoned here for nine years, six years of which I have been employed in digging this tunnel. <laughs> if I recalculate the angle to the outer wall and find my error, what we could possibly work together and... Dig another tunnel? A, a tunnel to freedom? Yes, exactly. Why, with the tools I have made, we could do it in about seven or eight years. Years? <laughs> if you help me, I would gladly impart to you all the knowledge my greater years in education have afforded me. You... You will teach me to read? What? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Why, in five languages, if you wish it. When, when I was a soldier, I even learned to speak... Uh, a soldier? So you know how to fight? 
I have some knowledge of combat, yes. I was a soldier a long time ago, but now I am a priest. Edmond, I, I don't think Teach that me I... to fight, old man, or I will not help you dig. Very well, my son. But temper your sword with wisdom, and your fighting arm with discretion. The power to take life means very little compared to the power of restraint. Shall we begin? I've made friends with one of the guards. He brought me these books. And these are my tools. A chisel I made from one of the clamps on my bedstead. And a lamp, the oil of which I made by separating out the fat from my gruel. And here is my dagger, sharpened from a crucifix. I asked the guard to bring me. Amazing. What shall I learn today? The alphabet, in French, Italian, German, Spanish, and Greek. Here, take this. I made it from my bedpost. It will do for a training sword. Now take your stands. No, no, no. Like this. Yes, yes. That's right. Thank God. <laughs> you can do better than that. Block! You would think I was ten years younger the way I round circles around you. Never let your anger cause you to do something rash, my son. Always keep your focus. You tripped me! <laughs> you should always be prepared, Edmond. Your opponent might do something unexpected. <laughs> Here, let me help you up. Another foot closer to freedom, Edmond. Grind the dirt from there. Toss it out the wind. Just let the wind take it. What was that passage you were just reading? Read it again in Italian. Perfect form, Edmond. Your first victory. I salute you. I do not know all the burdens that weigh upon your heart, Edmond, but I do understand your anger. People are not imprisoned in the Chateau d'If because they are criminals, but because someone wants them to vanish for one reason or another. God said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. Do not take revenge, Edmond, but leave room for God's wrath. God will not take the pleasure of my vengeance from me. But Edmond, God will- God has no further place in my life, priest. Do not mention him to me again. We have nearly made it. A few more months, and then freedom, Edmund. Freedom. So, Danglar and Fernand Mondego told the authorities about the letter? Apparently so, yes. But why were you sent to prison? What do you mean? Well, you said that Villefort had set you free. He believed you were innocent? Yes, there must have been a mistake. Or not. What happened after he said you could go? I don't remember. He burned the letter and offered me a carriage home, that's all. He burned the letter? Yes. Why? He said it was the only evidence of my guilt. Hmm. Villefort. Where have I heard that name before? I... Not Gerard de Villefort. Yes. Do you know him? I did not recall the name at first because he changed it. His father's name is Noirtier. Noirtier? No! Not Noirtier! The letter from Napoleon was addressed to Noirtier! Well, come to think of it, Villefort's father held strong political views in favor of uh, Napoleon. The letter was addressed to Villefort's father? I remember Villefort being a very ambitious man. 
If his father and your letter got in the way of those ambitions, your imprisonment would be extremely convenient for him. Convenient? He will soon see how conveniently he brought about his own demise. You make me regret revealing his involvement in your misfortunes. Edmund, I pray every day that God will teach you the one thing that I cannot. Forgiveness. Well, you hurt only yourself by grasping your hate so tightly. Dunglar coveted my captaincy. Fernand desired Mercedes. Villefort valued his position above my life. Am I not justified in my hate? uh, uh, Edmund, something is wrong. Uh, There's a pain in my chest. Uh, Priest, here, let me help you to the bed. No, no time. I have something of great importance. Uh, Don't talk. No, listen. All these years together, you've become like my own son. The tunnel is almost finished. Keep digging. There, over there, hidden under that stone, in the corner. Bring the paper here. It is a map of the Isle of Monte Cristo. It is the reason I was imprisoned. I would not reveal the contents of this map. There is a treasure. Find it. A treasure? Yes, follow the map. God saw fit to give me what my profession never allowed me to have. A son. You are my heir, Edmund. Edmund, forgiveness, Edmund. No. Vengeance belongs to God. No, it is mine. He was betrayed as well. By his friend. With No. I must hide, Abe. 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 Food! Come on! It is time to eat. Oh. I see God has finally set you free, Abby. I will get your burial shroud. A nice new clean one for a a member of the clergy. Make sure you sew that burial sack tight. We don't want him falling out like the last one. Sorry to see the old man go. He was always so quiet. Convenient, though. We have a new prisoner arriving this evening. Leave the body there till then. Shall I watch by the corpse? Why? He's not going anywhere. Priest, now you are free. And I will continue to rot here alone until the day when I meet the same fate as you. Death is the only true escape from the Chateau Deef. You only leave this place sewn into a shroud and... and carried out. Forgive me, priest. Pretty heavy for an old man. Careful. Don't drop him going up the stairs. Set him down right here on the edge of the cliff. Ah, I see the new arrivals being rowed to the dock. Right over there, dimwit. Don't you see the rowboat? And the two guards rowing it? Shouldn't we wait till the new prisoner's inside before throwing the body over the cliff? Nonsense. 
This is the perfect welcome for you. Give him something to think about. <laughs> uh, tie the weight on. All right, give me the keys. All right, uh, lift. One, two. Wait, wait a moment. I think I see a hole in the bag. What yes. does it matter? The lacing is loose on this side. I'm sure the fish won't care. One, two, three. Oh, wait, my keys. The body took my keys. He's trying to escape! Uh, uh. You there in the water! You will yield and return to the chateau! <coughs> I can't swim! Help! I will help you, sir! Get the prisoners, you idiot! They're escaping! And let you drown, sir? Praise God, you have rescued me! I'm forever in your debt. What is your name? Edmond Dantes. How long have you been in there? Fourteen years. You are? Your humble servant, Jacopo. But I, you are wounded, and badly. Bullet <clears throat> caught me in the side. I will find a way to mend the wound. You have my word. A storm is coming. Keep your strength, Monsieur Dantes. We will need all of it tonight. is breaking apart, Monsieur Dantes! Monsieur Dantes? Now is not the time to lose consciousness, Monsieur Dantes! I see a ship! Monsieur Dantes, we are saved! Jacopo, are you awake? I thought you were dead! <laughs> Monsieur Vampa? Luigi Vampa? The storm? It was your ship I saw? I never thought I would fish your sorry carcass out of the drink. Where have you been? I was caught, Monsieur Vampa. Nearly imprisoned, but Monsieur Dantes. Monsieur Dantes! Is skinny lout? Thank God, he is alive. But he was badly wounded. Not anymore! Yes, thank you. Your surgeon has done... Not so fast. You will not die from a bullet wound today, Monsieur. But you may still die from a stab wound to the heart. If you had not been with Jacopo, I would have simply let you die. But we are all smugglers and thieves here. Who are you? A spy who will send us all to prison? Oh no! He could not possibly be- Shut up, Jacopo! I am a skilled sailor. I speak five languages. And I am prepared to work for you as long as you ask. I have no experience as a smuggler, and... I must warn you, I am a wanted man. <laughs> we are all wanted men! But if you take a risk in employing me, I am sure you will not be disappointed. We will see if what you say is true. If not, then... I will kill you! He sails as if he were a captain all his life. And have you seen him fight? Back to work, you two! Dantes! You are making me look bad, Dantes. 
Keep up the good work. Here's the share I promised you, Dauntus. I wish you could stay with us longer, but I understand why you must go. Luigi, thank you for all you have done for me this past year. You have been more valuable to me than my own flesh and blood. And Jacopo, I cannot comprehend that you are leaving me too. I owe my life to Monsieur Dantes. I will never leave his side. Don't forget us, Dantes. If you ever have need, we are your faithful thieves. Au revoir, Luigi. Oh, don't leave yet. Take this small boat as a parting gift. It is the least I can do for my best smuggler. Where exactly are we going, Monsieur Dantes? Look at this, Jacopo. That looks like a treasure map. For one year, I have patiently awaited this moment. Now I begin my revenge. Against who? Those who stole my life from me. And the map? There is the island, straight ahead. We will see what secrets it holds. And that was The Count of Monte Cristo, Part 1, by Alexander Dumas, uh, rendered for you there by the Lifehouse Theatre on the air, lifehousetheater.er.com to learn about their troupe in general, and theateronthear.com, theateronthear.com, for more about their audio and video productions. I'll be featuring them again next week. Um, meantime, over 250 hours, yeah, really that much, up at radiodramarevival.com. You can follow us on Twitter, hit up at radiodrama, search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival, or go search for us or leave a review on iTunes, search for Radio Drama Revival. Really appreciate any comments you can do on our iTunes page. And yeah, that's a wrap for this week. Going to keep up the good audio for you the rest of the month of December and into the 2012. This show is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of all shows remains to their original producers, but do please share the show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates on on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast here as a labor of love and as Always keep your mind, your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. Mm-hmm.